Welcome, everybody, to the Gabria Podcast. Whenever and wherever you're listening, we appreciate you tuning in. This is your host today, Jessica Pranjic, Gabria's Senior Manager of Communications and Workforce Development. And I'm joined today by our very own Associate Director of Safety, Health, and Security, Brandon Smith. Brandon, how are you doing today? Doing good. Really excited to sit with you and talk a little bit about 2021. Yeah, I'm excited to have Brandon joining us today. We're here on a Monday. It's February 1st. We are officially in the second month of 2021. Cabria is the Greater Baton Rouge Industry Alliance. We service a membership of more than 60 petrochemical facilities, including chemical plants, refineries, manufacturers, and loading terminals up and down the Mississippi River. Our mission is to add value to our communities by driving solutions to common issues with emphasis on workforce development and safety performance. And today we're just gonna provide you an update on our association how we ended our year of 2020, and how things are looking at the start of 2021. Before we get started, we would like to recognize our 2021 Platinum Level Annual Sponsors, Alliance Safety Council, Eastman Chemical, Great River Industries, MMR, Performance Contractors, and Triad Control Systems. These sponsors are what make it possible for us to provide value to our community, and so we always want to thank them for their continuous support. And now we can go ahead and dive into our discussion for today. So it's been a while since we've published a podcast episode. After all, we did start the podcast because everybody, including ourselves, was isolated and working from home for the foreseeable future. And we wanted to use the podcast as an avenue to keep members and the community informed about what all was going on, particularly with Gabria. We found that despite the sudden change in work environment, our industry certainly kept busy. Gabria held numerous sessions for members to come together, discuss some best practices regarding the pandemic so that sites can keep employees working while keeping them safe and stopping the spread. Many members did a lot of effort helping out in the community as well. We had some member plants donating supplies to hospitals and some even provided meals to essential workers in their area. Many of our member sites had to stagger their workforce. They sent employees who could effectively do their job remotely to work from home and other employees who had to come on site to do work were brought in in staggered shifts to minimize contact. From what we hear, many sites still have their non-site essential employees working from home. We as a staff here at Gabria had to adjust as well, right, Brandon? Certainly so. We all worked from home for several months, and we had to adjust our typical annual events, especially the Contractor Safety Excellence Awards and our Craft Workforce Development Awards. Brandon developed a magazine to showcase our Safety Excellence Award winners, and then for our Workforce Development Awards, we held a live stream event at our office. We ended up having a pretty busy fall season at Cabrilla with the Workforce Development Awards, our golf tournament, and gumbo cook-off. And for the first time in 2020, we added a supplier showcase with our gumbo cook-off. And finally, we wrapped up the year with our Top Golf fundraiser in December. Top Golf is considered an outdoor venue, so we were able to host that along with Top Golf's own regulations that we had to keep in mind. So everything was a success, we would say. And we as a staff came back to the office actually starting in October, and we have welcomed members back in for meetings at their own discretion if they're comfortable coming in. Of course, we have proper social distancing, and we have masks available for people upon entry and hand sanitizer everywhere you look. So we've been doing our best to make members feel safe and welcome to come back to our office to get together and meet in person again. Now, we still see a mix of employees who want to come out and meet in person, and we still have some who 
are still meeting with us virtually. So we're continuing to operate in that way. Despite everything, we managed to close out 2020 rather well, financially speaking. And part of this is due to the tremendous support we had from our sponsors and our fundraising events. So we are thankful to everybody who supported us and participated with us. And I certainly hope that your partnerships with Gabria have been as serviceable and valuable to you as they have been for us. So now, question is, what do we expect in 2021? Brandon, why don't you enlighten us first? Yeah, so 2021 definitely seems to, you know, have kicked off with a bang, you know, uh, across the nation. But here in Baton Rouge, I find that there is still a general sense of optimism with vaccine rollout underway. I think folks are really starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But at the same time, there's still very cautious optimism when we look at that. You know, our committee, the safety committee, is typically, you know, made up of folks that are not early adopters. And so, at least from a risk standpoint, so there's a lot of cautious optimism about how we move forward and and bring back some normalcy, even as the vaccine rollout persists through the area. I think that there still is going to be a pretty wide-eyed approach to how we bring folks back into our sites and and kind of resume our everyday lives. But otherwise, I think that folks are just ready, They're ready to get back to work and and just keep on moving. From an economic standpoint, I can give an update from our quarterly economic outlook survey. This is a survey we do on a quarterly basis of our plant managers, where they give us a quick indication on whether they forecast an increase, decrease, or no change in their plant production, capital expenditures, company employment, and contract employment. And here's what the latest survey had to say, and we released the results of this survey on January 29th. For context, the data in this survey culminates into a numerical index. Any index greater than 50 indicates an expanding economy, and an index that is lower than 50 indicates a contracting economy. Over the years, we typically may see some ups and downs in this index, but it typically stays over 50, so we typically see an expanding economy. However, when we conducted the second quarter of 2020 survey, our index fell down all the way to 22 the lowest that it, I've seen it in years and that I believe it's been in years since probably during the recession in 2008. So how are things looking now almost a year later? Well, our index from the survey we conducted just this month, or in January rather, is up to 69, which looks much more positive than 22. And so as we dive deeper into the results of the survey, it looks like some items of note are that companies are very slowly starting to look at capital projects again, as these were all put on hold in response to COVID initially, and we're starting to see them hire more contractors to do work, which is a good sign. And while this is all looking like it could be optimistic, there is still some uncertainty now, mainly in response to our country's new administration. So we will need to see how that impacts us. Brandon, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, you know, I think the uh, appointment appointments that the president has made is definitely going to spur a lot of conversation with the new Department of Labor secretary uh, and new head of OSHA, you know, we should see a lot of movement, uh, which we haven't seen in the last four years. And so I know that our safety committee is really going to focus in a lot on what some of these changes may be for 2021 and beyond. Uh, we've already seen a few of those actions, and there's a lot of speculation as to what, uh, what some of those actions may be. Obviously, first and foremost, 
we see the rollout of an OSHA-mandated COVID standard, which I think most of our sites are going to be really able to, to integrate into their COVID precautions and plans fairly easily because we've had, we had such a rapid response when COVID hit and, and really came together even to, to publish our own kind of not standard, but our own working guidelines to kind of help align folks. So, so I don't see that to be a tremendous push from an industrial standpoint, but nonetheless, it'll, it'll still mean that we'll have to, to review those, those items and make sure that we're all kind of working along the same page. I think the other speculation that is out there, and, and obviously this will take some time to, to ramp up, but Biden throughout time through his campaigning called for an increase in number of ocean inspectors, I believe even a doubling of ocean inspectors. So we may see much more of a shift back to compliance from an OSHA perspective. So I think, you know, we'll be monitoring that pretty well. We have an alliance between OSHA, Gabria, and LCA, one that's really been reinvigorated over the last several months with an implementation team to kind of guide some of that work. So again, cautiously optimistic about what's what's on the uh, forefront there. Cautiously optimistic seems to be the theme so far for this year. I'd like to take an opportunity on this topic to plug Gabria's annual meeting, which is this Friday, February 5th. By the time this episode comes out tomorrow, if you have time, join us for Gabria's annual meeting online. We'll be hosting it virtually beginning at 8 a.m., ending at 10 a.m., where we will actually have guest speaker representative Garrett Graves, who can give us some more insight on some of these administrative changes and what we might be able to expect in the near future. We're going to quickly recognize one of our Platinum Level annual sponsors for this year, Alliance Safety Council. Alliance Safety Council is a member-driven association providing online and instructor-led training, as well as technology and records management services. In addition to its locations in Baton Rouge, Addis, Gonzales, and Walker, Alliance has training partners throughout the country and has trained individuals from every state in the nation, as well as internationally. As one of the founding members of the Association of Reciprocal Safety Councils, also known as ARSC, Alliance offers reciprocal training that plays a significant role in lowering safety incident rates, severity rates, and cost to industry. Companies of all sizes and across various industries look to Alliance to help them with training records management, data integration, and customized gate entry applications. Alliance's database solution is a personalized and customized records management system that tracks worker training via the web and standardizes records between multiple locations. Up-to-date OSHA awareness level orientations are also delivered online through Alliance's suite of safety awareness fundamentals courses. The SAF library includes training on topics such as HASCOM, fire safety, lockout, tagout, and PPE, to name just a few. To learn more, you can visit www.alliancesafetycouncil.org. All right, let's do a quick news roundup. Here are some highlights and uh, headlines that we saw this last week that we'd like to share with our membership. ExxonMobil released a report done by economist Dr. Stephen Barnes on the direct, indirect, and induced impact of the potential Baton Rouge Refinery Integrated Competitive Initiative. This initiative would bring about a new investment to the Baton Rouge area later this year if approved. 
Report highlights include that project operations would support $731 million in sales, $111 million in earnings over 10 years. The workforce impacts result in an estimated 2,030 jobs by 2023 and potential local sales tax revenue increase of approximately $9 million through 10 years of operation. This project was brought to the Commerce and Industry Board on Friday, January 29th and passed, and so now it will be presented to our local taxing authorities sometime in the near future. In other news, Shintech announces a $1.3 billion expansion for capital region facilities. This was brought to us by BRAC. This investment in Iberville, West Baton Rouge complex will result in 159 new direct, indirect jobs. This project would expand its manufacturing and packaging facilities in Iberville and West Baton Rouge parishes. Shintech is the world's leading manufacturer of polyvinyl chloride resins, or PVC. The company will make a $1.25 billion investment to increase PVC manufacturing capacity and expand core alkali and vinyl chloride monomer capacity at its manufacturing facility in Plaquemine, which was announced in 2018 and is expected to be completed this year. The company also is expanding its PVC packaging and warehouse operations in Addis. Shintech's manufacturing expansion will create 30 new direct jobs with an average annual salary of $86,000 plus benefits. The Louisiana Economic Development estimates the project will result in 129 new indirect jobs for a total of 159 new jobs for Iberville Parish and the Capital Region. The company expects the expansion project to create up to 2,000 400 construction jobs, and construction is expected to be completed toward the end of 2023. Also, we heard from BRAC a COVID-19 brief on Friday. The Louisiana Department of Health launched the state's COVID exposure notification app, allowing those who opt in to the service to receive notifications if there is a risk they were exposed to someone who had tested positive for the virus. BRAC encourages all employers to share this information with their employees. You can learn more at BRAC's website. Let's talk about our committee's branding and what we plan to achieve this year. So I'll go first, actually, and speak to the Workforce Development Committee. We came up with three main goals for our committee to tackle in 2021. The first goal is to try and develop an industry workforce report, which sounds kind of vague. Ideally, what we're trying to do is create a template that we can use to inform the community about Who's working in industry exactly in our area? Where, where, where are they living, their zip codes, and just other demographic information so that we can utilize this to inform the community of really just how impactful industry is and how many people are successfully employed because of industry. And so we have two task force leaders for that goal, Brian Cook with Dow as well as Jason Zerang with Dow. Jason was instrumental in putting together our high school millwright advisory panel in 2020, so I'm excited to have him working along with Brian Cook to get this rolling. The next goal we had is to develop an industry career path, again, with the idea here being to have a documented procedure for anybody who wants to enter our workforce, whether you're coming from a high school age and you want to start your training in high school, or even if you're an adult who's already gone through Uh, some careers and is looking for a career change. So it'll have different entry points depending on where you are wanting to enter a workforce, where you are in your life, and will hopefully guide you in the right direction so that you can find yourself in a successful career in this industry. 
And that is going to be led by Steve Welch, who is plant manager at OxyChem and Convent, and he chairs our Workforce Development Committee. So we're excited to have Steve take charge of this goal here. And finally, we want to come up with a foreman development training guide. So the idea here is not necessarily to develop new training, but to put together a resource that indicates what training is available for those who are looking for foreman training just as a resource. And so we're going to work with some contractors and other owners because some contractors have their own foreman development training in-house. And so just to get everything together and put it in a convenient resource for our members to use. And this is led by Celeste Jefferson, who works with Shell Catalyst, Chad Notkin and Ron Williams. Ron Williams is with Exxon and Chad Notkin with ON. Going to be a joint effort with them and, as I mentioned, some of our contractors in the area. So we look forward to see how this comes along. Those are the three main goals that we're trying to do for workforce development in 2021. And, Brandon, what's going on on the safety front? Yeah, Jessica, so we've got a lot of really interesting things teed up for 2021 that I'm, I'm really excited about. You know, we have a standing uh, monthly safety committee uh, that really focuses on best practice sharing and as well as uh, incident near miss sharing, always trying to kind of get on the front end of, of some of these things that we see at the site level, as well as a quarterly safety council steering committee uh, that we meet between Gabria Safety Council, both Gabria members and also contractors. So those are our standing committees, and those are led by site leaders from BASF, Jerry Liebold from Eastman Chemical, Tim Harris, and also from Shell, Darlene Harris. And so really exciting stuff going on in those committees, but a lot of the work actually happens in in our subcommittees. And a few things that we're working on this year, obviously, again, one of our focal points is this OSHA alliance that we've got with LCA. Really excited. We're just kicking off that implementation team, and that includes folks from Nucor, BASF, OLIN, YCI, Shell and Westlake Chemical. So really excited to see where we go with that and and trying to tackle some of these issues and really really be able to create fluid dialogue between industry and OSHA. We're also working on a project with Alliance Safety Council that has moved pretty rapidly. We are creating a site entry requirements portal that would be accessible for both contractors and for Gabria members. One of the highlights from 2020 was this realization that there is no centralized place for the simplest things to get into a site, right? We, we dispatch our, our folks to go work at a site, and, and there's a bit of confusion at times as to, you know, even something as simple as what cut-resistant level glove is required to get, to get entry. And so, you know, we kind of came to a realization that this is, the Safety Council has the tools to be able to put together something that would aid both in industry and members. So we're in this design phase of this project right now, the ideation phase, and that's been a joint project between Gabria members and contractors. And so really excited to see that move along. We think that it'll be a really great tool once the Safety Council rolls it out. So be looking forward to seeing that come to fruition. We're also working on a project between Gabria members and contractors again on hydroblasting. As you know, hydroblasting has been a, an issue that Gabria has, has tackled uh, for many years. And, and I, I think it's safe to say that Gabria has been on the forefront of improving training in hydroblasting for probably over a decade. So we were recently introduced to the WJTA hydroblasting training 
at a presentation by the WJTA, as well as one of Gabria members who sits on the board. We have a joint project that's about to kick off between Gabria members and contractors, specifically uh, hydroblasting SMEs, to review this WJTA training for a possible endorsement from Gabria and also to work with providers, Alliance Safety Council and ABC, and being able to bring the computer-based training element as well as the hands-on training element to the Baton Rouge area. They've been pretty successful in rollout of this program in Houston, and now they're ready to bring it into the Baton Rouge region. So excited to be able to do a deep dive into that material. So anyways, those are just a few of the projects that we've got going on in the Safety Committee. We, we always take on small projects as we go along, always looking for new and innovative ways to improve safety in, in our facilities. So yeah, so that, that kind of wraps up what 2021 looks like for us. Yeah, and we'll see how some of those things develop as the year goes on, of course, and we'll try to keep everybody updated. Gabria also has an industry collaboration group. This group is working right now to gather data on the current public perception of industry. Uh, due to all these new projects and the application process with the Commerce and Industry Board, as well as the local taxing authorities, it's critical for us to be able to communicate the positive impacts that our industry has on the state as well as the communities. And so that is what this industry collaboration group is working together to try and accomplish. We also have some exchanges throughout the year. Uh, We will have one focused on operations and turnaround sometime in March. And then Brandon, do we have any safety exchanges tentative for this year? Yeah, so we'll be looking to have something in uh, August actually. Yeah, so we'll keep folks updated as, as we approach those dates. Let's go ahead, Brandon, and wrap up with a list of our events scheduled for this year. Of course, how things pan out remains to be seen, but we are going to operate as though everything is going as planned. So again, our annual meeting will be February 5th, which is this Friday. That one will be virtual. It's too early, we believe, to try and host an indoor networking event still. And then we have our greatly anticipated clay shoot taking place March 12th. Now, that's an outdoor event. Brandon has that. Any updates on that as of yet? Yeah, so uh, by the time the podcast airs, we should have registration open on our website at gabria.org. It's really, I tell you, the, this event has really blossomed in the last couple of years. It's just, I mean, who doesn't really want to, you know, get out of work on a Friday and, and go shoot shoot shotguns and eat some good food and, and so on. So, you know, obviously we'll... Uh, just like in our previous outdoor events, we'll have certain precautions in place to make sure that it's a safe event for everyone to attend. But otherwise, I expect this to be, just like in every other year, just a really, a really great time. Yeah, I know I personally am really looking forward to that one. Is that before or after Mardi Gras? You know? It was after. The one caveat I have with the clay shoot is that it always takes place during Lent on Fridays. And as a good Catholic girl, I'm not supposed to be eating meat on Fridays. And so everyone cooks this bacon-wrapped bacon, and I cannot partake. However, I still love the event, and so I still recommend it. Well, you know, we always, we always let the vendors know, right, that it is Lent to make sure that they've got some, uh, a variety of choices. For yeah. Last, last year, somebody brought a crawfish king cake. I had never had that in my life, but it was seafood, so I could partake. And I hope they bring it again this year. I don't remember who it was, but... It was, it was gone by the time I made it over to that tent. Yeah, so bring two this year. That's right. Our safety awards, also following the clay shoot, is slated for April 1st. Now, this is all also in Brandon's realm. So, Brandon, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, so I really probably should have mentioned this earlier, but our safety awards 
our nominations are open, and they're going to be open until February 12th. And so our members have been notified and, and have you know, been sent the appropriate links to make those nominations. And you know, as we look at 2020, I think it's such a critical time now to look back and you know, be able to recognize those contractors that really helped us get back to work and keep everything running, all the while having to implement you know, some pretty strict social distancing and PPE requirements to remain on site. So really a great year to, to be able to do that, look back and recognition. So you know, right now it is tentatively slated for April 1st uh, at LaBerge, but you know, with everything in COVID, I think that it's safe to say that, that plans may change. But nonetheless, we plan to celebrate on April 1st in some form or fashion. Ironic that Safety Awards falls on April Fool's Day. Yeah, I, I can promise there there will be no uh, tomfoolery uh, with <laughs> awards. This uh, you know being on the on the first. I think we could we're due for some tomfoolery myself. Yeah, may, maybe so, maybe so. As long as it's safe. That's right. We'll have Top Golf during the summer on June 10th. That is another popular fundraiser event of ours. Followed by our Workforce Development Awards slated for September 16th. And we will potentially see another Tech Next conference taking place, I believe, sometime in October. Uh, the Tech Next conference is focused on new technologies. It's done in association with BRAC. We'll have more information on that as we get closer to the date. And then finally, of course, we wrap up our year with our golf tournament and gumbo cook-off, and potentially again with our supplier showcase on November 4th. So a lot to look forward to. Go ahead and mark your calendars. Plan to join us for these events. Anything else, Brandon, that we want to let people know before we sign off? No, Jess, I think in, in closing, I would really just uh, really say thank you to all the Gabria members that supported us and all of our sponsors and contractors that continue to, to show us that support as well. You know, uh, Gabria really operates because of the support of our members and sponsors. And so really thankful to have made it through 2020 and, and have a really optimistic outlook for 2021 and look forward to that continued support. and for us to, to bring more value to you. Absolutely. Can't emphasize that enough, the value that you guys bring to us. So anything we can do for a member or a sponsor, we're here to help. Thank you to everybody who listened and tuned in today. If you'd like to hear more, you can find the Gabria podcast on iTunes, Spotify, the Stitcher app, and on our website. We're going to try to release podcast episodes more regularly this year. We have one scheduled to go out each month. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And of course, most importantly, we hope that you have a great and safe rest of your day.